Hello, everyone. Dr. Constance here for another episode of Munch and Learn with Dr. Constance, where I give you short yet impactful health education sessions that will be perfect for your lunch break. And today I say Happy New Year and cheers to you. As we start the first episode of the new season and new calendar year, um, I would like to just reintroduce the concept of the podcast um, before we get into the conversation today. Um, Munch and Learn actually started as um, live virtual conversations that I aired over lunch break. It was a perfect way for me to um, sort of ignite some uh, motivation for people uh, during their lunch period because sometimes you need a break from work and you want to empower yourself and educate yourself. Use your time wisely, so to speak, and hence Munch and Learn came into play. However, as that idea continues to evolve, I also share um, important or useful ideas surrounding eating habits, whether it be tips on food preparation, um, or now my goal is to also expand that a bit more into food culture and uh, even restaurant reviews. And so do stay tuned for that. And so here we are, a new year, ready to continue to be our best self. And the topic for today is actually igniting your wellness motivation. And this conversation is actually inspired by uh, Instagram Live that I did in partnership with Cliff Barnett of Temple Builders Fitness, which is a virtual and in-person personal training um, business that is more spiritual and religious based. Um, so it is rooted in um, spirituality. And we had an amazing conversation. And during that conversation, Cliff actually brought up the idea of the difference between motivation and drive. And the conversation was so good that I was inspired and decided to expand that into today's first podcast of the calendar year. The conversation that Cliff and I had will be linked below. And at the end of this particular session, if you're watching on YouTube, but um, igniting your motivation versus having drive to do something, what is the difference really? And it really made me think about my own experiences with motivation in particular, motivation to be my healthiest self. And I would say as a physician, health coach and health educator, um, I always feel a little bit of pressure to be my healthiest self because I don't wanna just preach to people without practicing what I preach. I wanna make sure that the recommendations that I'm making are genuine, um, and not only rooted in evidence that um, could be easily understood and looked up, but it's also practical, right? I want to make sure that people recognize that they can live a healthy life without sacrificing happiness, but how can I teach that to someone else if I don't live that myself? And, and so I think uh, thinking about my 
uh, role as a physician and health educator, um, some of that fear of judgment comes in and that's a motivation to stay on track, right? Um, but to take that a step forward, we have to get to the root cause. Um, at the end of the day, um, irregardless of uh, how, what industry that my career is in and the way that I serve my community and the capacity as a physician and health educator, it's, it's also important that I live the best life that I can for me and for my future children and other family members that I have, um, my soon-to-be husband, right? My health and well-being is going to um, improve the health and well-being of the people around me. And in, in truth, that's why it's important. And I think about my motivation versus my drive, right? And it takes me back to um, honestly, about this time last year, a little bit before that, I would say it was uh, November, December, especially Christmas. And while I try my best to be um, a weight neutral practitioner, um, I uh, it, the truth is it's hard not to ignore it. And I still have challenges that I have surrounding my weight. And you know, around Christmas of last year, um, I took a picture with my now fiance. Uh, then we were still just dating. He's my boyfriend. And I just saw my face and I didn't look like myself. I looked a bit swollen and uh, my eyes were puffy. And I thought, oh my goodness, girl, what's going on? The, the love that I shared with my boyfriend seemed to have caught up with me. And I recognized that the things that I was usually more attentive to, that I wasn't doing as much anymore um, because everything was a bit more go, go, go than I'm used to. And it, it made me take a pause and think back, not only to my motivation, but my drive. And, you know, remembering that my drive is to be as healthy as I can for as long as I can, not only for myself, but my future children, my family, and then secondary to that, um, to be a positive role model for patients and clients that I work with. And when I thought about that, it became evident that I needed to change some things. Um, I needed to get back into a regular exercise routine. I needed to get back into um, meal prepping and doing all those things. And part of how I started that was creating some clear goals. And so this is, you know, getting into how we ignite our motivation, having a clear goal. And, and certainly um, you could have um, a smart goal where you actually write things out. And I love smart goals. I think they're great. Um, for some people, they do come across as cumbersome, but bigger than actually writing it out and using, excuse me, a fancy acronym, 
the the purpose is to be intentional in specific what it is that you want to accomplish it's one thing to say for example that you want to exercise more but it's a difference to put a number of minutes or amount of days that you want to exercise in any given week if it's that you want to gain weight um, or that you want to lose weight, being specific about how many pounds that you intend to um, gain or lose and the period of time that you hope to do that in. And then you have to specifically find your why, right? So the why that I have is to be my healthiest self and to be a positive role model to people around me. The goal is to have a deeper connection and passion and that the why for your goal is rooted in your values. And the more that you associate your particular goals with your value system, and the, the more likely you're going to be successful. And um, that is the route to building healthier habits. Once you have your why, um, you're able to provide perspective for the reason why you're doing things. Um, and so you start with one thing and then you build on that over time to meet your your goal in the long term. And so this might look like actually planning things out, physically writing it on your calendar or putting it on your schedule and to to make sure that there is accountability for that process in the long term. And let me tell you guys, there is always going to be some sort of a challenge or setback, okay? And you have to dig deeper and make sure that you're not letting those, those challenges overcome you. Um, understand that challenges is a natural part of any journey. And um, understanding that uh, sometimes you might not wake up for that workout or you might not meal prep. You might um, skip the fruits and vegetables and go straight to the snack aisle and that's okay that's going to be a part of your story that's going to um enhance the conversations that you have um with other people around you and in fact it's important to seek support from people around you um, having a, a team of people that can help you stay on track, even if it's letting them know what your goals are so that they don't intentionally or unintentionally contribute to the challenges that you experience. Um, because how many people might invite you to something that's very tempting to you when it might overlap with the time that you set aside for your um, self-care routine. So um, getting people into the conversation with you is um, a really um, important part of the process. So keep that in mind. Um, so again, things that we need to do to ignite our motivation is having a clear goal about what it is that we want to accomplish. Then you have to find your why. How do you root this in with your 
um, greater purpose. Um, then you have to build the foundation to develop those habits and, and then understand that you're going to experience some difficulties, but that's okay. It just makes the success even sweeter on the other side. And then make sure that you're seeking support and not going at everything alone. Okay. And so, you know, because I got so excited about cheersing the new year and bringing in the new listeners and making sure they understood Beyond Clinic Walls um, and Munch and Learn podcast in particular, I totally forgot the Munch part of Munch and Learn. So today's tip, as you continue to move into the new calendar year, is to get creative with your lunch meal prep and consider mini charcuterie as an option for your lunch. And let me tell you, I like a charcuterie board because it makes me feel bougie and I like to feel fancy every now and again. But truth be told, a mini charcuterie could also be called a lunchable, okay? A DIY lunchable that's going to move with you, right? So generally, a charcuterie um, is going to be uh, available for you at a party, for you to graze. It's going to have protein um, by way of usually cured meats. It's going to have nuts, um, fruit, vegetables, um, different dipping sauces, sometimes jams, definitely cheeses. I don't think it's a charcuterie board if there is not cheese. Um, but the the goal, again, of a charcuterie board is just to have um, a variety of um, items that you can pair together to create a meal or a snack in that moment. So creating a mini charcuterie board or even a medium size or small charcuterie board, whatever it takes for you to fuel yourself, is a great way to provide variety, easily move with you. Um, a way that I like to do that personally is Aldi. Aldi is my go-to for items for a charcuterie board, whether I'm taking it to go or sending it up for friends. Um, they have little hummus cups and guacamole cups, and you can make your charcuterie whatever you want. You can have a Taco Tuesday-based charcuterie board where um, you have tortilla chips and guacamole and cheese um, and ground meat and lettuce and all of those things because um, it creates like a taco bar, right? So that's like a mini taco bar that you create for yourself um, or other people. You can have a, a breakfast-based charcuterie or mini charcuterie where you have grazing items that might include um, multi-grain bagels, um, little waffles or mini pancakes, um, toast, jams, jellies, fruit, cheeses, especially cream cheese, if you're going to do bagels. I love cream cheese on a bagel, especially when it's toasted. Um, so great option. They have tons of different types of Tupperware containers that you can use to uh, set that up. Um, another way to think about that is even like a bento box. So you could also, of course, do um, sushi, edamame, 
um, seaweed chips. The sky is the limit when you're thinking about a charcuterie board, and it's a fun way to spice up your workday lunch. Um, so we kind of flipped the script on the munch and learn today, but that's okay. We still got it in, and um, I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next time for Munch and Learn with Dr. Constance.